Faith, Hope and Love, episode 366, the sixth Sunday of Easter, year C. The readings this weekend all speak of the Holy Spirit. The theme of the readings is about the Spirit as Easter season fast approaches Pentecost. We cannot underestimate or understate the importance of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in the life of the Church. Put simply, without the Holy Spirit, the Church would be able to do nothing. We would be quite ineffective. And the disciples of Jesus, each one of us, collectively and individually, need the action and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in order to be effective in what we seek to achieve in Christ. It is the Holy Spirit who connects us to Christ and makes us one with Christ, who offers himself and us to the Father. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Today I arise with love from on high, the name of the three in Today I arise through heavenly eyes, your grace to God and guide. Today it begins with strength from within, this day I will arise. Today I arise, today I arise, this day. Proclaim a joyful sound and let it be heard. Proclaim to the ends of the earth. The Lord has freed his people. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Hello everyone. May our Lord's generosity inspire you this week. As we come together as God's family, let's call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, you came to gather the nations into the peace of God's kingdom. Lord, have mercy. You come in word and in sacrament to strengthen us and make us holy. Christ, have mercy. You will come again in glory with salvation for your people. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, have 
Let us pray. Grant, Almighty God, that we may celebrate with heartfelt devotion these days of joy, which we keep in honour of the risen Lord, and that what we relive in remembrance we may always hold to in what we do. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles Certain individuals came down from Judea and were teaching the brothers, Unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. And after Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and debate with them, Paul and Barnabas and some of the others were appointed to go up to Jerusalem to discuss this question with the apostles and the elders. Then the apostles and the elders, with the consent of the whole church, decided to choose men from among their members and to send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas, called Basabas, and Silas, leaders among the brothers, with the following letter. The brothers, both the apostles and the elders, to the believers of Gentile origin in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia, greetings. Since we have heard that certain persons who have gone out from us, though with no instructions from us, have said things to disturb you and have unsettled your minds. We have decided unanimously to choose representatives and send them to you, along with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, who have risked their lives for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who themselves will tell you the same things by word of mouth. For it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to impose on you no further burden than these essentials that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols, and from blood, and from what is strangled, and from fornication. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. The Word of the Lord. O God, let all the nations praise you. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth, and all nations learn your saving help. Let the nations be glad and exult, 
For you rule the world with justice, with fairness you rule the peoples, you guide the nations on earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God, let all the peoples praise you. May God still give us his blessing, till the ends of the earth revere him. O God, let all the nations praise you. A reading from the book of Revelation. In the spirit, the angel carried me away to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. It has the glory of God and a radiance like a very rare jewel like jasper, clear as crystal. It has a great high wall with twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and on the gates are inscribed the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east there were three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city has twelve foundations, and on them are the twelve names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God the Almighty and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God is its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. All who love me will keep my words, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. 
Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord There's a line in the first reading that I really love. The words are, It has been decided by the Holy Spirit and by us. Or another translation puts it, It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us that the following be done. This shows that the early church and its disciples and its decisions in practical ways when faced with a new question for new situations and new times, gathered together in prayer, as always, and actively discerned what the Holy Spirit wanted. And then they made a decision, which was an authentic act of the Holy Spirit with the active cooperation of the disciples, working as one. We can see how the Holy Spirit becomes so much a part of their lives and our lives. It fills our lives, our hearts and minds and the major decisions of the church and the major decisions of Christians are inspired and lead from and to the Spirit. Christian life for us disciples becomes this beautiful cooperation, a unified action both of our own will and intellect and also of God's Holy Spirit inspiring and perfecting it. It's interesting that this phrase has been put to practical effect in the history of the church, even to this day. It's my understanding that some religious orders, when their superior or leader is deciding on a very important matter, for example, to send a religious person to a new appointment or a new mission, they would write in the official letter of appointment this beautiful formal phrase, and it sounds familiar because it's from the scripture today. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us that you be sent here, or that this be done, and then follows with the instruction. Beautiful, and it's more than a formality. It captures the dynamic between the disciple and the Spirit, and how the Spirit fills up everything we do and say. Without it, even our best efforts could be quite misguided or quite fruitless. There's a recognition in this of not only the decision making process and wisdom of the leader, which is real, and it's necessarily a prayerful discernment, but it's guided and graced by the Holy Spirit in everything. We're invited by Christ to be so connected to Jesus that our decisions, our actions, our priorities will be guided by and connected to Jesus through the Spirit without any loss of free will and in fact with an opening up of that free will to do what it's for, to serve God and to serve life. I love that. It's beautiful. I also absolutely love the gospel today. It's mysterious and very profound, and it's so beautiful and really important to our understanding. Jesus says in the gospel that he and the Father, through the action of the Holy Spirit, will come and make their home in your hearts, make their home in you, and that we will be connected to Christ, united to Christ, in the very life of the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit. We will be in communion, in the broader sense of that word, 
with Christ in a very real way through our obedience and our love. I love all those passages in the Gospels where Jesus clearly, deliberately and explicitly speaks of the union he shares with the Holy Spirit and with the Heavenly Father and how they abide in each other. That is, they live in and within each other. They make a home in each other's hearts and beings. This union, this communion, is inviting us to share and abide in God's life. This is his unique and mind-blowing gift to us who become his disciples. Can there be anything more wonderful? Having God come and make a home in us and us make a home in God. It's that close. It's that beautiful. We could never presume to have this or be allowed to have it, but it happens. Jesus promises to send the Holy Spirit for a reason. It's in order that we would always be connected to Jesus, abide in him and him in us and him in the Father and the Father in the Spirit. We will abide in his teachings, live in his love. The Spirit will live within us, will constantly remind us of Christ and his teachings, bring him to mind, make him present to us. God will truly live with his people and abide in and within us. God will walk with us, his people, always. And God will be that light to show us the way through our journey through life. So really, we have nothing to fear, even when life is far from easy or simple. Finally, and most importantly, Christ promises us the gift of peace. This is a gift we all long for, and for which the world longs to receive. A peace, he hastens to add, that the world could not give and cannot achieve of itself. God's peace is all we need through any tragedies, through the joys and sorrows of life, as well as the failures and successes of life. Our Lord, with the gift of the Holy Spirit, has gifted us with God's divine peace and unity and connection to God that can hardly be imagined, and also the very real authority to cooperate with and in God and participate in real decision-making in Christian living, always in union with Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit and connected to the Father through Jesus, we participate in. We discern with the Spirit for the issues and questions that come up anew in our lives. So the answers aren't all black and white in the Scriptures, although the Spirit and the living Word is always ever new as well as ever ancient. But the Spirit is alive, and God's Word is alive in our community now, in the faithful, in the teaching deposit of the Church, and of course in the Scriptures and the sacraments. So we have been given the authority to discern rightly the Spirit's guidance in new questions that haven't been thought of before, that weren't even known of 2,000 years ago, but they're issues now. God engages us and our talents and gifts, which are God-given and Spirit-inspired, and uses all our faculties, our knowledge, our intellect, our understanding of the Scriptures as interpreted by the Church, which itself has been constantly inspired by the Holy Spirit through the ages, 
This freedom to decide is also a deep and challenging responsibility. It doesn't give us license to do what we want, but rather discretion, and which frees us to be open to God's ways and values, and allows us, as always with prayerful guidance and prudence of God's grace, to make a decision to questions that need to be answered as best we can as humans, for we are limited beings. Even though we participate in God's grace, we won't attain the fullness until the kingdom of God in its fullness. We are right to trust that God is there to guide and direct us, not from a distance, not even from the sideline, but close to us, but right in and with us, inspiring us as we contemplate the issues and questions of our present age. This is far different, though, from thinking what I feel is what God feels, or what I want to do is what God wants to do because we're united. That's a distortion and a terrible one. That's not how it works. We see the profound discernment and cooperation and love in Pope Francis's exercise of his papal ministry, which is inspiring to Christian and non-Christian people alike throughout the world. We trust in the power and authority and discernment that God has given us as a body of Christ so that we may continue to apply the gospel in each and every new situation and new circumstance of daily life. God is with us. God abides with us and in us. God guides, leads and inspires us. God's Holy Spirit shows us the way and gives us the direction. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray to our God who comes to us and lives in us. That the Church may always have leaders who preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Lord, hear us. That nations may promote policies of peace and justice for all. We pray to the Lord. that those who are troubled or overburdened by life may gain comfort and solace in faith. Lord, hear us. That those who gather here may recognise your love for them. Lord, 
hear us, that those who have died may live forever in the light of your glory, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Almighty and glorious God, we humbly ask you to hear our prayers for a troubled world. May our faith in Christ's resurrection lead others to you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, our Lord, and may this sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. May our prayers rise up to you, O Lord, together with the sacrificial offerings, so that purified by your graciousness, we may be conformed to the mysteries of your mighty love. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, O Lord, but in this time, above all, to laud you yet more gloriously, when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. By the oblation of his body, he brought the sacrifices of old to fulfilment in the reality of the cross, and by commending himself to you for our salvation, showed himself the priest, the altar, and the lamb of sacrifice. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exults in your praise. And even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up, 
for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistants, Ken and Tim, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin, and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, 
who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death gave life to the world, free me by this most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. If you love me, Keep my commandments, says the Lord, and I will ask the Father, and he will send you another paraclete to abide with you forever. Alleluia. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all those who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, who restore us to eternal life in the resurrection of Christ, increase in us, we pray, the fruits of this paschal sacrament and pour into our hearts the strength of this saving food. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone for joining us for this special time of prayer, reflection on God's word and encounter with the sacraments. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy, ICEL. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers, Britain. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, publisher E.J. Dwyer, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin by Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Today I Arise by Patricia Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelk, 2019. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise like a rose bears its thorns. Today I arise this new day dawns. This From on high, the name of the three in one. Today I